Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, I cannot believe it, but Saturday is the two-year anniversary of this podcast. I still am pinching myself, but here's the thing. It all started with a vision. It's all about living a vision-driven life, being a vision-driven mom with ADHD. Now, to celebrate the birth of the podcast, I am planning a giveaway, and I will share all of the deets with you next week. So I don't know about you, but I love to laugh. And our next guest has me rolling on Instagram. Her activated ADHD mama reels and stories are brilliant. And she honestly has me laughing on days when some days when I just really want to cry. She helps moms with ADHD manage their homes in a way that works for their brain. And let me tell you, I am all ears here because managing my home often feels like the bane of my existence. But Amy helps us see it differently. During this episode of the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast, Amy Marie Han and I talk about why moms with ADHD struggle with managing their homes, adjusting expectations, and finding a way to maintain our households that works for our unique brains. We talk about chasing curiosity to chasing curiosity to find household solutions that work for our families. We talk about how the boring tasks require brain stimulation. We also talk about incorporating creativity and what she calls daily delights into our daily lives. Now, Amy is the creative or a creator of Master the Mundane, a one-of-a-kind course and community empowering moms with ADHD to manage their home life in a way that works for their brains. She's a mom of three young neurodivergent kids, married to a neurodivergent man, and a big believer that every ADHD brain brings a unique perspective to the world. But before we we dig in, I wanted to share a word from our sponsor. As an ADHD mom with ADHD kiddos, I know firsthand that before I can even wrap my head around the tasks that need to be tackled in my home on any given day, I have to regulate my own nervous system. And that's why I depend on experts like nervous system educator, Krista Bevan. Krista has created a truly brilliant course to help moms like me and you regulate our nervous systems that tend to run on overdrive with ADHD. So if you know you need some help in the emotional regulation area, it's an executive function challenge for ADHDers. Check out her foundations course. It's designed for what she calls cycle breaker moms, but the content Content is brilliant for ADHD moms, moms too. It has honestly been a game changer in my own life. I'm a course participant and I really love the way Krista teaches in a way that my ADHD mind can understand, along with easy steps to implement what I'm learning into my everyday life. You can find all the deets at bit.ly forward slash VDM dash radical mother dash foundations, or you can find the link in the show notes. And just so you know, I only recommend and allow sponsors that I have personal experience with and Krista and her courses are the real deal. So check out the course and enjoy this conversation with Amy Marie Han. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Amy, and welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I found you on Instagram somehow, and I absolutely love your feed and you make me laugh when I want to cry. And you're just, you're just very, you're very, um, you're very honest and, and really keep us, keep us going and laughing about ourselves and, and about our lives as moms with ADHD. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, but, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Well, Sure. Thank you for your kind words. That is so sweet. And, um, and that is what I hope it's so it's funny. Um, I guess the first thing that I would address is for the humor part. I yeah. think 
I, for a long time, one of the ways that I've masked is really this, the humor side of me. Mm. So it's like of the people that know me most in real life, the people that, you know, my intimate friends know that I'm funny, right? but I think that for a long, and, and so for me, the humor part, it's, I love when people say that when they're like, I find this cut funny because for me, I feel like that it's been a form of, you know, and I think a lot of us creators in the ADHD space, it's, you know, a, it's part of our journey of learning ourselves, accepting ourselves. And so for me, the humor right. piece has been important. I really have tried to incorporate that in and share things that I think are funny. And it's been cool to see the more I've started to do that. That's really the more my Instagram grew, the more I, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Right. So right. Um, I think it's a form of therapy yeah. too, isn't it? Kind of like a treatment <laughs> kind of yeah, part of, part oh, of the ADHD totally treatment is. plan is humor. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just the quirky way of thinking. So I think a lot of the the things, and I think for my brain, um, yeah, and it's funny. I see it with my kids too. Like, I, yeah. you know, I want their humor. That like their humor is a little bit off the wall. Not not everyone will get it, but you see, once you start really sharing it with the world, that people do get it. And there are people right. that are wired like you and think that it's funny because there are a lot of things that I don't think are funny, but. Um, anyways, it's funny. Sometimes I'll be like writing a, a, a post and I'll be like giggling. That's what in my kids <laughs> will be like, mommy, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, I can't explain it. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's what I want. That's why I know I'm, you know, in my zone of genius when it's making me laugh. I'm like, so anyways, so to your question, how I kind of got here, well, I was diagnosed with ADHD, um, as a young child, wow. which was kind of a miracle in the eighties. Right. Um, I was born in 81, but in kindergarten. So as my sister is three years older than me and she, I think it must have been when she was in first or second grade, she had a teacher, just a miraculous who had a child that was ADHD mm. and recognized the signs of my sister and right. brought it to my mom's attention and she got um, diagnosed. And so then I got diagnosed. So it's, but back then I didn't know, I knew my whole childhood. I didn't know anyone else that was a girl besides me and my sister. And my sister and I are right. very different. The way our ADHD presents our personality, um, the dynamics, our family, we're just, we're very different. And so I, but I didn't know anyone else of me. I was the kind of kid who the only other kids like in my grade that I knew that, you know, had to go to the nurse's office for medicine were like the boys who were getting in trouble. And I was like the, the like teacher's pet type of mm -hmm. kid. Like I got straight A's, I wanted all the gold stars. Um, and so I think for me, I definitely took that perfectionistic tendencies. Mm. And I 100% growing up just thought ADHD was about school performance. Right. I knew I took medicine that like I had to come home and do my homework right away while I still had my medicine. It helped. And if I, my medicine wore off, like it took me a really long time to do my homework. And so I was very motivated to do well in school and to be good and, um, and to fit in. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I, you know, now it's, so, you know, you learn so many things retroactively you know, in looking back, but um, for me, motherhood was a huge adjustment. So yes. I, our family evolved. Um, I, and I was, I was always kind of a maternal person. Mm -hmm. I always thought like looked at thinking being a stay at home mom was like what I always wanted to do. Um, I didn't, you know, I had, it's funny. I had huge aspirations for myself in school, but I didn't have huge aspirations for a career. Right. Um, I thought, you know, I'm like, wanted to have kids and I, that I was gonna be great. And I was gonna be like the Pinterest kind of mom. Like I'm, you know, I love entertaining and I love anyways. I just thought that I was gonna be very fulfilling. Our family kind of evolved uniquely that I had one child um, until, so Bowman, he was, that's when he was like six, we started foster care. Our mm -hmm. second child, we adopted through foster care. My second pregnancy, it, there was an eight year gap between the two. Wow. And so when, by the time I became a mom of three, you know, I'd been a mom for eight years and that was a huge adjustment for me. Uh, yeah. Like just the mental load of that. Um, it was just, and I was not anticipating it. Um, right. I was not anticipating, and at that time I was also, you know, coming up on 40. So I was having kind of the hormonal changes as well. Mm -hmm. And all of it was just like, I was, what is going on here? And then, um, and then also as I began to parent kids with ADHD, 
just realizing that there was so much more. And the more I read, the more I began to just realize that, um, you know, several things that I wanted to unpack in my own story, just realizing things that I wish I knew earlier. Goodness, yeah. That I took into consideration, you know, as I was planning my life and thinking about, you know, all things. So for me, it's both understanding and wanting to empower moms who mm -hmm. feel what they feel and they're comparing themselves to others. Um, and know, because for me, going through all this, it was really learning about my brain. I realized, you know, a few fundamental things that was, you know, I need stimulation for a long mm -hmm. time. I felt guilt and shame about needing an outlet outside of motherhood. And I think right. for me, really learning that that's not optional for me. Mm -hmm. um, but then also at the same time, learning how to do that in a way that, um, also met my other needs and really right. with the family's big needs. Cause yeah. I think the thing is there's also like, you know, I think there's this tendency to go like, okay, well I need to do something. I need to have a business. And then, but you know, really as moms, we, it is tricky to find that sweet spot where we're taking care of ourselves. Right. We're taking care of our brains. We're also taking care of our kids, getting them mm -hmm. the exercise they need. Our families have big needs. And so um, it took me, a while to figure all that out. Um, and not that I have it hundred percent completely figured out, but I think right. I um, want to help other moms get there faster. Yeah. And Isn't that the thing, right? Yeah. Like, gosh, we don't want other moms to have to suffer yeah. and, and to reinvent the wheel, right? Cause you've already right. done it. You've already, right. yeah. So, um, so part of it, you know, it's like multi-pronged. It's both my sanity needing to create you know like the creating is and i talk a lot within um master of the money community but like creating is part of my mental health like i need to create right. i also um am a helper i want to help and serve others and um and then and then also just like having this my brain is wired for creation so it's like right. i it's hard not to so it's how channeling that in the most productive helpful way um so anyways and it's just kind of evolved i started well and with i in you know again it's all been a journey i started first posting and building a brand because i was set in a sales role i was selling skincare and started mm -hmm. learning about marketing and branding and um, then I started incorporating ADHD and it's like, oh, well, people actually really want to know about this. And the more yeah. I kind of, um, so I'm a geek about all that. I love branding. I love creating. Um, Instagram has just been a really fun creative outlet for me. And then figuring out the whole online sales part and how do I, you know, actually make money doing, helping and serving others. It's all kind of an ever evolving process. Right, so right. Um, that's why, how I got here. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, and it sounds like you kind of had, you had your diagnosis when you were five, mm -hmm. but then you kind of had another, not diagnosis, but another, you know, another, another level or understanding about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do think, I mean, thank goodness that you were, that you had that at least in, in, at the back of your mind because the adhd is always there right but that you had that and then going in and then you had you could it maybe was it easier to make that connection that oh this i have this adhd and i'm struggling right now oh like they're that they're connected that they're not that they're not a separate thing did you have that or was yeah. it or did they feel like two different things well there will there was kind of a middle part of my journey like in mm -hmm. my 20s because i definitely did go through a, a process where, you know, in my, in, in college, I actually took myself off medicine and I didn't mm -hmm. really, you know, I had a couple of people in my life who were like, ADHD is not real and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, um, and that really kind of went through a self-eliminating, um, like through my career, you know, I kind of thought, well, I need to do a career where I don't need medicine and, you know, all these things. And in my twenties, I was really struggling. Mm -hmm. And so I went to counseling and I worked with a psychiatrist and I, and that really helped me 
understand kind of what ADHD, like why I needed the medicine. Right. Um, right. From a basic, at least like understanding my, how my, my brain worked, mm-hmm. but I d- definitely didn't understand the emotional piece. Right. And I didn't understand like executive function, like how much harder it can get when life changes. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as I look back now, like I think a lot about the the kind of the sweet spot, like how we need um, this unique, you know, a certain level of intensity or interest or um, but right. then, and I think back about different jobs that I had, like in my twenties and, and I was experiencing that, but I didn't understand that piece of it yet. Right. Where, right. um, like, cause I remember I'd take a job that was like really interesting and really intense and, and it would be really exciting. And then I would get so burned out because I was trying to work too much. I didn't have any work-life balance. And then right. I would take a job that was really boring and really easy. And then I would not be doing well because I was so bored out of my mind. I didn't want to go to work every day, you know? So, right. so, and I think motherhood, it was just kind of that, but, but I think the difference was, is that it mattered so much more. Because right. I really want to be a great mom. Yeah. And I really thought like, how, why am I struggling? And, um, and I'm normally good at these things. Mm-hmm. Why are these things, you know, I like cooking. Yeah. I mean, but then why is it? So I think part of it was, um, so it was kind of like a third understanding. Mm, right. And, and then also, you know, the emotional piece. Like I think there's new information, there's different information now. Like when people are right. so diagnosed when I was young, like there's, we just know a lot more about the ADHD yeah. brain than they did then. You know, my right. mom did the best, but like, they didn't understand the emotional regulation piece. Well, the thing is, is they still don't necessarily understand the emotional yeah. regulation piece. You know, you have to you have to find the right therapist, the right the the right practitioner that knows anything about ADHD. Otherwise, you get diagnosed with all kinds of different things. But it wasn't. It was it was the focus thing back then. And mm-hmm. it was, and, and that's what it was. And I mean, yeah. So, and, and I love that you said that you can look back and like, she, she did her best, you know, mm-hmm. and thankfully she did have that, um, that was it your, your sister had the teacher mm-hmm. that yeah. had the child with ADHD. Yeah. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so you had like three iterations. So what did the, when the, the pandemic hit, what, how was that for you? Well, that was a nightmare. It was like the perfect storm. And I think for me yep. too, well, I, I already knew, I mean, I think when the pandemic hit, I, we had our, had, had our baby at mm-hmm. the, um, my youngest, who's three and a half, almost, she's almost four, but, um, so she was, I guess she was just over one. She was a little over one. Wow. The, um, and we actually were still foster parents at the mm-hmm. time I had a foster placement. So we had four kids. Um, we had gone through our second, our son, we had already gone through our adoption. And then I had, had a placement who was incredibly hard and mm-hmm. she had very intense ADHD and, um, but then also a lot of other, other things going on and had these right. just massive tantrums and it was crazy. And so then I'm homeschooling her too. So I've got all the kids cause all of oh, them, wow. you know, and they're all home. So she was right. like in school. And so that was crazy. And at the time my father-in-law was in hospice. At oh our goodness. Home. Oh gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. My mother-in-law was his care caregiver, mm-hmm. but, um, it was a lot. And, and, then yeah, it was, I think I I was completely overstimulated, mm-hmm. um, and so that foster child left, and then um, and then we decided to homeschool for an, for that next year. Right. And that was really really hard. Yeah, and then um, we homeschooled for another half year, and then we actually moved. Uh, we were in a big open concept house, which was really hard. It was just, I just learning right. all these things that I had no like. I was the sensory. Like, I I just didn't understand any of that part, like how right. much overwhelmed, I, how overwhelmed I would get, how overstimulated I would get. And, um, that I really needed a break from my kids. And yeah. I'm thankful that we had that time. I got really, got a, close to, to the kids. I learned a lot about them. 
Um, thankfully, they're both, they're in public school now and they're doing really well. Yeah. But um, anyways, it was it was really hard. Yeah, I think it was. Well, you had some, you had a, little, a few extra little <laughs> things in there. Um, yeah, I think it was a perfect storm for a lot of us. A lot of us and i you know it's every time i turn around someone else is reaching out to me and you know newly diagnosed and a lot of a lot of them are um because their kids got diagnosed during that you know we did we had virtual sixth grade which was absolutely horrible um but um but i'm you know i'm finding that a lot a lot more women are being diagnosed now and i do um you know for me for my adhd that the anxiety and depression huge like the big emotions yeah. and the sensory stuff that the, the yeah. sensory stuff has always been big for me now i didn't i didn't realize the sensory stuff until i had a um i had a kid with um my first my first child he's 15 now um but he had a sensory processing disorder so I was trying to help him and seeing, oh my gosh, like it's totally me, right? Mm -hmm. But interesting, but it's true that that being over overstimulated, and you talk a lot about that in your um in your Instagram, and I just and, and but you know what I love, Amy, is that you're you're so um you're so honest about like this is a thing, and this is hard. And I'm going to find some humor in it. <laughs> I'm going to turn this around. I think the the um, the uh, one of the posts that you did um, it was you were talking about managing your mental health and the mental health of all of your kids and like <laughs> like how you in addition to isn't you know in addition to having the house that we have to take care of and um and you know and and feeding ourselves right our self care and taking care of ourselves and like all of the things in addition to and I think when we when we look at our neurotypical friends and families mm -hmm. who, you know, yeah, the pandemic was hard, but then you add <laughs> all of the things it's it is funny. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a like a circus. It was like a circus here <laughs> with the with all of the the mental health appointments and the um, and the uh, trying to get everybody on their um on there yes yeah, somebody there was always somebody who couldn't get on their class or whatever and my um my son um who's 15 he's kind of like kind of reminds me of kramer do you remember kramer from yeah uh, yeah yeah from uh uh seinfeld and he'd just kind of shuffle in like he'd just kind of shuffle into a room <laughs> so, like, that's my my son so i'm trying to do work right when i'm thinking everybody's working he just kind of shuffles in like kramer I was like oh my gosh my husband's here the whole thing um but i would love to talk about so you talked about that like finding that and it, there's not really a balance like there's no true balance but i like to call it harmony like that you're mm -hmm. that, that the things the, the the pieces are the pieces are working and that um that you talked about self-care you talked about um about um running your family running your household mm -hmm. but also having something for you as well and that was one thing i stayed home with my kids i say seven years too long um mm -hmm. because it just it was hard it was mm -hmm. hard to be home in the feeling like i was like this is not it's not the right thing it's not the mm -hmm. right thing for me i love that and i see other people doing it and it looks so easy for them but i needed something else and but not, yeah and i did eventually start my start my business kind of seven years in but tell us a little bit about that about the the combination of things that are just really super important for for moms especially moms with adhd who have children with adhd yeah well, I think um, I am a big believer that there's no perfect right way mm, that I right. can't tell you exactly what you need, but I mm -hmm. think you need to pay attention to what you need. Right. And I do think, um, so one of the things I teach in, in Master the Mundane is um, really, it's based on the um, Dr. Tamara Roser's book, which I highly recommend. Mm. My brain is... If right. My brain's not broken. Mm -hmm. um, my, bra my brain's not broken. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I have it too. Anyway, <laughs> um, but this idea that, and this was life changing for me, the um, idea that we can only do so many boring things. Right. And so um, trying to strategically limit it 
to six on a high energy day. Mm. Uh, that's an accurate, uh, you know, an accurate number mm-hmm. that would really focus on that. And then let it, giving yourself permission to do things that are fun mm-hmm. and really designing your life. So, so it's really like de- stepping back and designing your life in a way that you're making time for the things that energize you. Mm, and so for right. a lot of people in life, and I find that we come from different places because there are some women who, um, you know, I think we all have different coping strategies that there are mm-hmm. some women who are stay at home moms and they um, have a lot of guilt around, they have guilt and shame about the job they're doing as a mom. So mm-hmm. they don't give themselves until they get things perfect. They're not going to make time for something that's interesting right right there's that there's also i'm not going to make time for uh i don't have it all figured out yet so mm-hmm. i can't make time i'm not allowed to make time for it you know they have this idea right they right exactly how they're going to monetize it and they have so many different ideas and so they don't you know they they won't make time for just figuring the thing out they want to learn you know, right, and I, cause I think right. sometimes you just where you got to start, especially if you have very limited time. And I also think learning how to make time for the thing is the first, the place you got to start, because right. I think that is a whole thing. It takes mm-hmm. a long time to figure out just the time piece. Like, how right. do I create one or two hours of space where I can think about something that is interesting to me? Mm-hmm. Um and how can I do it in a way that works for my family? Because, you know, if you're, if it might have been the thing that was super interesting. So an example is like, for me, I, um, like in my twenties, I loved, um, having conversations with people. Like I would love, I, I lived in DC. And so uh-huh. I would always just go have coffee, like, let's go have coffee and meet new people. And, and so I was a big connector right. um, in this season of life. I don't do that very much because my family takes a lot of my relational energy. Right, um, right. So Instagram is a great way for me to connect with people. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm creating. I also read a ton because I love he- learning new, you know, hearing new stories. But I can read while my kids play. Right, so I think right. you have to kind of just step back and be honest about the needs of your family. Mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of starting there. Um so to answer your question, so I think you have to make time for things that are interesting and figure out a way that works for you within right. your constraints. Because right. it might be that it's, you know, painting and and maybe you can't work that in every single day, but can you do a painting class or, you know, at least three times a week, you need to be doing something that's engaging. Mm, right, right. Honestly, well, and I think like in this season... You know, yeah. Right. In this every, I mean, we, you know, we're always in different seasons too, but, but yeah, even those little, the little things that we can do because we, we don't want to wait until our kids are, um, you know, until they're, they've left the nest and then figure it out (laughs) because then we we kind of need our kids to be watching us. Oh, we can do, I can do this. I can, and, and they kind of, they need to see us enjoying ourselves and 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 being creative and you know so that they'll know how to do it themselves one day here's the switch that Mm -hmm. i think so many people that help me is like it is impossible it's not just that it it will help them but it is necessary like your brain you can't sit and and make yourself do more boring things right and if you, if, if like, that's why you're stuck, if you're not making time for the things that are energizing you and because our energy does it, because I think we just think about time and we think, well, I can't waste time, but ADHD brains measure time differently. Like we yeah. need, there are things that we can, if we're interested and engaged and want to do something, we can accomplish so much in a short amount of time. Right. But if you're just like, well, I can't make time for that thing, then you'll never do that for it the boring things. Right. Right. You need to do something. The energizing thing is going to empower you to do the boring stuff. So, um, yeah, because, yeah, because we can't, what are in the ADHD brain, it has to be interesting and important for us to engage in it to begin with, but you're right. And we need that. We need that, the little bits of joy and that, that the little, those little, little bits, even if, um, you know, I'm thinking about, um, 
before I had my kids, I was, um, I don't know how I did this, but I was, um, I was walking for 30 minutes in the morning and then I was doing maybe 30 minutes to an hour of yoga before I had my kids. Right. And I had my kids and I was like, like right up into the day I, I had both of my kids, I was doing yoga. And then when I had the second one, um, I thought, well, if I'm not going to do the 30 minutes, I'm just not going to do it at all. Like the thing that feeds me, you know, mm -hmm. it was kind of a, an interesting, and then I was like, well, wait a minute, I can do 10 minutes of yoga. I can do mm -hmm. yoga. Like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to look the way that ultimately I want it to look like it, I, th I think that I think, and I don't know if you find this in your work that we kind of we keep ourselves from doing it. You talked about perfectionism. We keep mm -hmm. ourselves from doing it all the way, but we don't have to do it all the way. And in this season, it's not going to, you know, if we do it all the way, then we're going to be, we're, we're going to have that imbalance. You know, we're, we're, we still have a household to run and kids to raise and, and all the things. Um, but that we can do things in little bits, like you talked about, like once a week, you could go and do that art class or whatever. I mean, creativity is is huge. It's 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 different for every person, you know. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, is that the shame piece for women with ADHD is a big part of why we don't do that thing. Right. Um, because we feel, you know, it's really like we don't trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that. Um, or we feel like we're not good enough or we have to, you know, it's because we're comparing ourselves to, you know, other neurotypical women instead of understanding that our brains work differently and, you, and that you have a unique value to add to the world that like believing that the ADHD brain is uniquely gifted. And, um, you know, I love, I talk about the creative genius mindset, like mm -hmm. believing that, there that like there's good to come of the creativity um and i think creativity can look so many different ways yeah you know absolutely. like there are things like i have so many different creative outlets like i love coming up with workouts mm -hmm. um and i think the more we give ourselves time to um solve problems solve like these things and chase curiosities right. um oh i then, love that chasing like, the curiosity you know, right the, i think yeah what do you yeah. want to learn what do you want to um and and understanding because there has to be kind of some growth because you know when i don't know about you when i started my first business there was so much personal growth that had to happen before i was you know making money um and so i think that's a piece of it too so i and so what i was starting to say earlier that, that i think there's also some women who are the other way who their life feels chaotic mm -hmm. because they're so they have found something they're passionate about and so into that that they neglect all the home stuff well yes raising like my hand because i did that whoop whoop like yeah the, i did it too <laughs> the yeah, pendulum. Like, like, where okay, am well, I? this is so much more fun so i'm just gonna right. focus here and then i'm gonna outsource everything yeah. eventually but you never but at the same time when i think when your home life feels so chaotic then you don't it's, you 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 aren't reaching your creative potential because that that creates a different level of shame because you're right. like you know you have this thing that's kind of in disarray so kind of figuring out how to um master that you know balance create not not be in that place where you have so much overwhelm and i think well that's one of the reasons why the pandemic was so uniquely challenging is because for those of us who um were dependent on stress for you know waiting for the last minute you know mm -hmm. right running on fumes you waited till that which is a very common strategy for years mm -hmm. with adhd when you know you're waiting for the last minute waiting for that last minute dopamine push right. to get anything to happen but i think the older that we get life brings us stress that that stress that we can't function there anymore we can't function right. in that chaos zone, which is why um, the pandemic brought so much of that, you know, it was just like life was just so stressful that we couldn't function that way. But I yeah. think once you learn to not function that way and not wait for the last minute, then it, um, it, your stress and anxiety, you're able to be more creative, your ideas are better. 
and um, you're just, you know, that we, so much is coming out now about the impact of stress on our mental health and the well-being. Right. And well, that. and I, I love that as you're saying, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, about uh, something, Amy, that I just completely forgot. <laughs> Hello, ADHD. Yeah. Um, about that when we're practicing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm big on practice. When we're practicing the um, bringing in the bits of ourselves that are that that light us up, when we're practicing that, it's easier than when we're in a stressful situation or when we're in like a pandemic, like it would have been great if we were practicing bringing in those little bits already. So they were already a part of your life and kind of thinking, I, I don't know, as, as your, your little bits of joy as, as mm -hmm. kind of part of your practice or your, you know, or, or a rhythm in your life, you know, which I yeah. love the, I love, I love the, um, I love the term rhythm because it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it feels freer to me for some reason. I think there's two things. I think, um, I call it thing of like daily delights. Like, mm. oh, I daily, love that. There's, there's kind of our daily little things of fun and, right. um, that are, I think we need those. We have to give ourselves permission because those help us do the boring things. And I think of those as more like, like I just watched an episode of Gilmore Girls while I was right. one of those, you know, like <laughs> these, these things that make it lighter and funner. But then right. I also think we need those real, um, I don't have a good word for it yet, but I think of it as just those really energizing activities that right. a lot of us take time. Like, so for me, my like energizing, I love being able to like do like deep work, like being able to really like hyper-focus on something like mm -hmm. that's really creative. I'm solving a problem. And I think so many of us think about creativity as like painting or decorating, right. whatever, but really, I think you can have create like that energizing could be like us working in a spreadsheet, just right. being able for me, like thinking about a problem and solving it and working it out like that deep focus, but you kind of have to find for yourself what that is. And that's where I find the chasing curiosities is a, it's part of, I think being able to block the world out because we are so good at that. Like, what is the thing that you easily hyper-focus on? Right. Oh. Allow yourself time to hyper-focus on it. So I love that. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is the thing that you can easily hyper-focus on? I think that's a great because I think especially women women with ADHD, I think we can really we can relate to that. Oh, what is the thing that you really or that you really love to hyper focus on or that you find that it yeah, that that kind of gives you that little that little jolt or that little that little uh the the uh uh dopamine hit, you know, the little like energizing yourself. Um so can you tell us about mastering the mundane i absolutely so it's a course that you teach i absolutely love that um i i love that name and it's exactly <laughs> is that because that's what i feel like i feel like all of those things that seem like they come naturally to other people you know like the cooking and the cleaning and the grocery shopping i don't know what it is about grocery shopping like it just making appointments all those feel so mundane like if i didn't have to do if i could just have my kids and not have to do all that other stuff but nobody's going to do all that other stuff for me i mean i you know i have a house cleaner who comes in once a month and she does the deep cleaning and i you know i have instacart do my grocery shopping for me kind of you know i do have my helpers i do delegate but there's still things that i have to do so tell us a little bit about mastering the mundane yeah i love that you said that because i think you know and i also think there's a lot of moms who can't afford to do Instacart and can't afford a cleaning lady. And so it's right. like, I get that, you know, I think I, I am a hundred huge fan of delegating. If I could have, if I, if we could afford a housekeeper here, what that's not as really a huge goal of mine. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would love somebody to all day, my come all day, one day a week and like wash all the sheets and all the balls. But I also feel like figuring that out mm -hmm. has helped me like pushed forward with my business. Like I feel like right. it's helped. 
I needed that confidence and mm. really developing a vision for our life and how it could function without. And I'm like, this is what people need to know. Right. Um, so it is a course. I, I launched it last May. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in the works of kind of reworking how I run it. Right. Um, but it is, it will continue to be, I'm, I'm launching a paper side of it for those that I've had a lot of people. Cause there's, there's a lot of documents of like PDFs and things that I've created on Canva. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people have wanted that part particularly. And so I'm mm -hmm. going to make that available. I'll continue to have an online course component, which, you know, cause it's been hard. It's, it's been a, a back and forth for me. Cause I'm like, ah, it's hard for me to just offer the paper version because there's so much I want people to, I, I think they need to know. Right. Um, but for those, especially who are already working with a therapist or a coach, or um, I think the tools will still be, be will mm -hmm. be really helpful. The course really it's um, helping people understand, adjust their expectations of themselves. Mm, fantastic. And really kind of step back. And, and that does. And I think people assume like when I say that, well, even with, with the course, I think the two biggest people think like, well, can I do it? And I think, you know, will I be able to stick to a system? And I think the thing is every system someone they've ever tried is based on neurotypical standards. And the right. goal here is to create a system that is completely personalized for you. So I right. create the layout, but you have to do some of that, you know, simplification, um, of making some decisions of where you're going to really focus your time. And it really starts with right. three, three personalized, you know, daily actions, mm -hmm. understanding that you're going to have high energy days and low energy days. Right. And um, I think the more you allow yourself to have low energy days, understanding what executive function is, I think you have to know some things about your brain right. you understand executive functioning you understand that some days you're low in executive functioning. So you need to give yourself a break mm -hmm. because if not, if you try to keep pushing yourself to do these things that you're struggling with today, tomorrow's going to be even harder right. instead of letting today, you know, keep it simple, be kind to yourself today because here's a part, part of it. Cause for those of us who are raising ADHD kids, mm -hmm. it is not just about, getting the housework done. It's right. about the emotions too, because yeah. if you are running on empty and expecting yourself to do all these things, um, if you have, you know, unrealistic expectations, which I think is just part of the ADHD brain, right? Unless you would, unless you have adjusted and had help really creating, this is reasonable amount of things for you to do. Mm -hmm. If you can't afford to outsource, then you that's you need to lower your expectations of yourself right if you right. can afford outsource then great um still you need to adjust your expectations but i think that's pretty normal for our brains to mm -hmm. have unrealistic expectations because for a lot of different reasons it's like kind of at the core of uh executive functioning challenges but then also um but then also the, our kids have bigger needs. Right. They and do. They, the, the emotions, like we have to stay regulated. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is, it's not just because I think this is at the heart for most of us, the women that I talk to and work with is this is not just about having a polyperfect house. Right. Right. This is about getting in bed. And that's why I say, you know, um, yes, you don't feel like a failure. It's because I want you to get in bed at night. And not just think, oh, my house is so amazing and fabulous. Right. I want you to say, man, I am a great mom. I did mm. like, I am proud of the job that I did with my kids today and that conversation that we had and how I helped them work through their emotions and how I dealt with my emotions. So we talk about that part too, because that's right. why you can't, you can't get to that. You can't get to that emotional regulation piece. If you're running on empty and you're running right. on in the red area where you're just, um, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we work through those things and um, it's a work at your own pace mm -hmm. um, course that I've created videos and then just a bunch of different tools to, you know, help you think, help you think through things. But I, I believe that growth is, you know, ongoing. We're always getting better. Yep. You know, I provide tools that you're going to learn how to use and then, um, you know, continue to grow 
grow with you and your family because you said it'll change a lot of things we come back to um as our kids grow um and i also think it's a pretty adhd normal thing to want to figure it out right away. right always <laughs> figuring it out you know and and um and that uh the the personal i mean and, and that's kind of yeah it's the figuring it out right it's growth that that's that growth is actually my number one core value that i discovered a couple of years ago that i had been not doing that in my own life but you know figuring figuring out how to how to run a household is growth right <laughs> figuring that out as well um so when i, I think it's not figuring it out because i think what we think is what figuring it out is supposed what that looks like but right. the thing is you have to decide what you want it to look like right and that's why you're gonna and i find this with my kids i don't know about you that like everything with my kids it has i have to pull it back to their internal motivation yes exactly like when they're yeah, i wish my kids would just obey because i said so but that i have to <laughs> right. i have it has to be what's in it for them like right explaining it and so i think for moms you have to have a vision for your life just like what yeah. you were podcast is about you have to have a vision yeah. for your life and for your family that you want to live out because right. exactly it. it's yours and not the yeah. not somebody else's and i you mentioned that um that you know uh another system and how, you know i i've not i you know and i've i've failed before and but like you said we're we tend to we tend to take these things in from neurotypical people and and you follow it this way and maybe people can do it that way but we're wired differently so i love i love the um um i love the way that you've set it up for not that you have to do it this certain way but it's got to be what works for you and what you would love that's my that that's like that's my question all the time with everybody that i work with like what would you love how would you love to feel you know and being guided because we are as adhd um women with adhd i feel like we are where we we live our lives like we are guided by how we feel right mm -hmm. so how would i like to feel how would i like to feel when i get in bed at night mm -hmm. and doing all of the things and and maybe you know i like to kind of shift the the focus too on what would i love my kids to see me doing right how mm -hmm. would i love to, my kids to to experience me being you know not the hot mess that's for sure not not the uh not the hot mess from the pandemic that was that was something <laughs> so amy this has been fantastic thank you so much for um for sharing your mastering the mundane i think it's brilliant and i'm definitely going to look into it for myself because i i have somebody come once a month but there's a lot that happens in my house in a month so she does like the deep cleaning stuff but i'm definitely gonna um check out check out your course so can you tell us how tell our listeners how they can find you yes so um act the <laughs> at activated adhd mama on instagram that is the main place that i hang out um and really the best place to find me i have a free webinar that is up right now mm -hmm. always whatever i the best place to get engaged is going to be in my instagram profile right. um so and then you have links in there huh? you, have a, you have links in there too yes yeah. yes yeah. a link to get to get engaged and to get to know about about what i'm doing in case someone is listening to this in a few months um yeah and okay. then i have a website www.amymariehan.com okay perfect um, so Amy, one last question. So if it's three years from today, let's say it's three years from today and you're looking back, what would you love to, what would you love to see, um, for moms with ADHD, for them running their households or even for yourself? Yeah, I think, you know, you asked me this question already and I feel like is I still go back and forth because I think that's uh, one of my alarms going off. Uh -huh. I think it's just really to to understand what that means and to believe for themselves that it is a good thing. 
Right. Um, and I think from, you know, for me, for my family, I want to continue stepping in to my creativity and continue just living out, living out this thing that, um, because I think a friend asked me the other day or yesterday when my very best friend's son was just diagnosed and she's like, how do I explain the ADHD brain? And I think we live that out for our kids and for the world by not being afraid or ashamed that we are ADHD, but like believing and understanding that it's really a unique sign of creativity. Mm. And because if you believe that, then you're going to do the work to figure out how that looks for you. Right. And Um, how can I use that? Yeah. Yeah. How can I use that? Because it it takes, that doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, figuring that out. And then how do I get good at that thing? And then how do I make money at that thing? You know, like, I think it's, it's an evolving process, but it starts with believing that the ADHD brain is uniquely gifted and creative and you have something of value to bring to the world. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Once the more we start doing the thing that we're good at mm-hmm. and that we enjoy and that lives this life, the, the easier everything else gets. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love that. Often that we can make money to outsource other things. So Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Believing and, and, um, and finding that creativity. That's beautiful. Well, Amy, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for the time and sharing your brilliance with, uh, with our listeners today. And definitely go check Amy out at activated ADHD mama. And okay. One, I said one last question, but one last question. So activated. Can you, can you share what that, um, yes. that was a, the, that was something I meant to ask you earlier. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean to you? Yeah. Well, so it was funny that, um, but it's really just turned on, you know, mm-hmm. like fully alive. Cause I Love think that, that yeah. when we, when we find that way of living, just that belief that once you find, once you're really doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And I believe mm-hmm. it's really taking care of yourself, like understanding the things your brain needs. Like for right. me, exercise and sleep yep. um, is huge. I recently given up alcohol, which has mm. been another huge thing, like understanding right. the things that my brain needs. So because believing and and that becomes easier when you believe your brain is good. Right. Um, I think when you believe and understand how much you bring to the world, it's easier to do those things because you're going to take care of your brain. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Activated. I love that. It's beautiful. Well, Amy, thank you again so much for taking the time to share your brilliance with our listeners today. And um, I will catch up with you soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your vision-driven mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.